Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. Like it or not, disagreement is a pretty normal part of being a family. I'm John Fuller. My co-host is Danny Huerta. Danny, be honest with us. How many times a day would you say there is a disagreement between somebody uh, living in your home? When I'm by myself, usually there's not a disagreement. <laughs> uh, sometimes I disagree with myself too, yeah. John. But no, they're all the time. I mean, that really, in reality, we actually had uh, you know four day weekend this last weekend, and we had plenty of disagreements uh, to to go around. And it can be anywhere from uh, anything from food disagreements to uh, disagreements about the game we're going to play. Just there, there will always be opinions and preferences and likes. And you know, in counseling. The thing that makes a family unhealthy is the inability to handle conflicts and disagreements well. It's not a conflict-free home uh, because you are going to have different opinions, and that's, that's okay. I've had couples come in and say, hey, we've never had a fight before. And there's a young couple wanting to get married, and I go, oh, you need to have one of those before Let's you get married. Let's start one now, shall we? <laughs> yeah, because we need to see how healthy you are at yeah. handling these things because it's, it's a reality of relationship. And that's what family's about. And, and we learn in the family context how to manage those difficulties. I mean, that's your point. We're going to hear now from Jesse Manassian, who knows a lot about family disagreements. And here she is talking to Jim Daly. You know, one parent said to me uh, a while back, and I really love this, that they, they enjoyed every stage. And that's my goal. I want to enjoy the toddler years. I want to enjoy the terrible twos. I want to enjoy the, those middle years of six, seven, eight. Oh, how those years are so nice. <laughs> Daddy, you're awesome, Daddy. We love you, Daddy. <laughs> and ego. <laughs> then you get into adolescence and then the teen years. But they can be very enjoyable years. You connect in a different way, uh, but it doesn't have to be a downer. There probably will be more tension, more independence, more conversation around, I need more space, Dad. Won't you trust me? Well, maybe until you do something I, I can't trust you for, right? And we covered all those topics last time. Um, let's get back at it. Uh, communication and conflict is kind of core, and you covered that in your wonderful book, Family, How to Love Yours and Help Them Like You Back, which I so enjoy that title. Um, that communication and conflict can be challenging um, in every household. So how do we go about um, knowing we're sinful human beings? How do we, in fact, understand uh, our teens a little better? There's going to be some unhealthy habits, uh, whatever they might be, and moms and dads are going, yep, yep, that's my teen. Just fill in the blank, right? Um, but how do we how do we get started in helping to correct some of that behavior in a way that's constructive, not deconstructive mm. or destructive. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think we better preface this whole episode first by saying, I'm so thankful for your grace and the collective grace from listeners, because this is not something that I am great at either. Well, <laughs> that's that the truth topic, of all right? experts. Oh, goodness. I mean, it's so true. Yeah. So true. I mean, we're right in the trenches with this, too, and trying to figure out. I mean, I confess in the book that I this is not something I'm super proud of, but I <laughs> tend to be a thrower. Like there are very few things that can get me that mad. What they, does that look like exactly? Well, <laughs> 
let's talk about this and probably need some counseling on this. No, I'm doing a lot better. I haven't thrown anything in a very longish Are these spongy time. things or hard surface? No, like hard a pot surface. of oatmeal. Against a pot the, of oatmeal? I was yeah. pregnant. There were hormones <laughs> involved. <laughs> Excuses. Oh, man. And then my cell phone one time, which I had to pay for, um, an open bag of chips, which went everywhere. That and one most sounds fun, shamefully, actually. Most shamefully, I was so mad. One time I threw God's holy word at my husband. <laughs> okay. Now we're, everybody's going, what? I, oh, I know. But what's going on there? I mean, you obviously are doing better. You said that. I, I so am what doing was better. The I'm trigger? grateful. What the was trigger, trigger was family members who, it, there's something about living under the same roof with people 24 hours a day that know you how to push your buttons. <laughs> Maybe just my husband and children know how to push my buttons, but it, it gets me to that point where my emotions just can feel out of control. And I've been learning through the power of the Holy Spirit how to give those to the Lord and try to stay calm and even and live out those verses in Proverbs. A gentle answer turns away wrath. Um, a gentle answer also curbs my own wrath. <laughs> so, right. you know, I'm working on all of that, but this is this is something that I'm still in process of. So I don't want to come across as I've got the perfect, you know, five-step solution. But I do think scripture is so able to point out how to do life well in every area, and that includes family conflict. So um, we talk in my family about fighting fair. Like fights are pretty inevitable. Conflict is inevitable. So now, some people go, no, but it's true. I mean, I think in a healthy situation, you're going to have disagreement. Disagreement, at least. Disagreement, things that you don't appreciate about another, things that rub you the wrong way. It doesn't have to become all-out war. We can have a discussion or a fight that is constructive, where the end goal is a better understanding of each other, right? Communi for communication to take place doesn't mean that you have to agree with me. It doesn't mean that our kids have to agree that we are wise and all-knowing, but it means <laughs> that we've communicated information and we come to a better understanding of each other. And I think if we have that foundation, then we can allow um, family conflict to make us stronger as a family and as individuals. Well, that's half the battle is teaching your kids how to disagree in an appropriate way, rather than with all the body language and the attitude. Yes. We cover fog of emotion. Well, the fog of emotion. Because they want to win. Silent. You want to win. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just not the best of human it's so characteristics. True. Yeah, that shutting down, that is something that we have seen a lot of in our family. At least a couple of the kids just fine and leave and... <laughs> Yeah, there's no talking to them. The emotion has just flooded their soul, and they're not going to listen to anything. Arguments can bring out the worst, even if you seem to be the most loving family. Danny, what's a first step? And there are probably several, but what's a good first step towards helping our kids learn how to handle kind of day-to-day -day disagreements? The first thing is to try to gain another perspective, another person's perspective. It's that empathy step that you take first. You know, what is it like to be with me in this moment? That is a perfect step into an argument or uh, just a disagreement. What are we disagreeing about? What is it like to be with me as we're disagreeing? That's a great first step because then uh, you'll, you'll really learn what the other person's trying to say and then how you need to communicate back in order to advocate for what you're trying to say. Uh, I, I, we have, uh, as a team, we've developed what's called the the Seven Traits of Effective Parenting Assessment. And uh, people can find that through focusonthefamily.com slash seven traits. Okay. It's a very helpful first step for parents as they're trying to figure out how they're going to 
uh, parent the best they can in, in moments like these that are imperfect in the home. And let me just say, I've taken the assessment. It's pretty eye-opening. I mean, it, it confirmed some things I thought I was doing well, and it gave me some very clear things I could work on to improve as a dad. So kudos to you for developing that. It's a free assessment, and it only takes a few minutes to complete. And most frequently, parents have the most difficult time in the area of limits, boundaries, and adaptability. And, which makes perfect sense. Things come at us, and you may score high on the assessment, but the reality is life comes on, you have emotions that, that shoot up, and then all of a sudden your brain's running around the room, and then you have two brains that are, that have just are lost because emotions have hit. Those are the moments where you say, hey, what's it like to be with me? Regain that brain, and then reconnect. It's really about bridging and repairing. I love the the word picture. It just makes me want to feel like I'd like to have you in my home next time we have a disagreement, or maybe I can just come to your house and watch. That'd be fun. Okay, John. thanks. Well, visit our website for more. Um, we've got articles, downloads, uh, a variety of things. That's Seven Traits of Effective Parenting. We'll uh, link over to that as well. And we have Jesse Manassian's book, Family, How to Love Yours and Help Them Like You Back. Um, she has a great perspective, and we'd really like to get that book into your hands. Make a donation today, and we'll send a complimentary copy to you. Just check the episode notes for the details. Next time, we'll learn how to cope when our kids go from tweens to teens. It's an awesome time, really. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny and the team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Podcast.